Hola, Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Latero, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. My name is D. Olateru and I am your host. And this is episode 66 of the podcast. And yes, we are in season six. And so don't ask me why, but I promised myself that I would do a short episode that's more of a just chat, catch up on what's happening financially or in the market that you should be aware of. So this one's a little different from my random Q&As I usually do at the end of the season. This is more like, oh, there's been a lot going on that I think I should just talk about just so that it's on your radar. And so I'm going to be talking about five things that you should know about in November 2022 and how they might or could impact your finances. So first thing is, um, well, the Fed raised interest rates again this past week. And so interest rates have gone from 0% to 3.75%. And I did a whole episode on just what the Fed raising rates mean and all that stuff and how it makes everything else more expensive from like any, any other borrowing, like a mortgage, a credit card, all of that, everything else in that sense as far as debt is more expensive for all of us. And so the Fed raised interest rates again, and, um, you know, the Fed chair, right, uh, Mr. Powell, um, he talked about how, you know, you know, taming inflation as severe as the current level of inflation is, you know, it will it will likely require higher rates than he and his team had previously predicted. So Mr. Powell has pretty much told us what to expect in the future. And so he's told us that the rate hikes will continue to increase. The pace might reduce, but we expect that rates will continue to increase. And so those higher interest rates, the Fed borrowing rates going up is impacting the housing market for sure. So interest rates on mortgages are now, you know, close to or past the 7% mark. And that is wild. I mean, when I locked in my mortgage at 5%, I was salty. And now 7%, I mean, that at that at that level... So many families that need homes are priced out of the market. Couple that with the still relatively high prices of homes. It's just, I mean, it's not the best time to buy a home. That's just my personal opinion. Of course, people will always need homes. So it doesn't mean that you shouldn't buy a home at all. But, you know, it's just not the best financially. But yes, if you can afford it and all that stuff, it's still, you can still buy a home. There will always be need for homes, right? Um, so yes, the housing market has been impacted, um, second, second, second thing that's been impacted is, you know, at the pandemic, we started saving more. However, right now, savings are sliding down slowly. Um, and that's something that I think that we should watch out for. But spending is still high. And so with spending still high, consumer spending still high, consumer prices are still high. And so that's still, to an extent, feeding inflation. What the Fed would want to see is people starting to, you know, not spend so much. 
Um, the other thing is just the jobs market or the jobs reports, right? So the unemployment is still relatively low. And so what the Fed would have expected with all the rate hikes is that unemployment will go up. They're trying to force you know, the economy into a recession because that stops inflation. Um, but that's not happened yet. And so because of that, um, you know, jobs, they're still, you know, they're still jobs for the most part. Um, and so, you know, the Fed will continue to raise rates and we'll see how things go. But talking about jobs, that leads me to the second thing I want, second and third thing I want to talk about. So the second thing is about, well, um, the whole Twitter saga. Right. So, you know, Elon Musk, was it was it last year now? It's been a while now. Right. You know, entered into the agreement to buy Twitter and he tried to get out of the agreement and then they took him to court. And then, well, now he's bought the company and then he fired the CFO. Right. It dismissed, it dismissed the CFO, Parag um, Agarwal, as well as the CEO and then the head of legal and public policy and all of that. Um, he fired those people upon taking over the company. And then, you know, there, were, there was a lot of, you know, um, stuff in the news last week about how, you know, he said he planned to slash the company's um, payroll um, once he finalized the $44 billion acquisition. And so there were reports of as high as 50% of Twitter's workforce that he was going to let go. And if you have been in the news or reading the news in the last, you know, in the last three to four days um, on Friday, a lot of people at Twitter, are they called Twips? I'm not sure. Um, got notice of being let go. Um, but it's not just Twitter in the news when it comes to jobs, right? It's, you know, other younger tech companies like Stripe, for example, announced letting 14% of the workforce go. Lyft announced that it is cutting 13% of its staff. Um, and, and you know, I think a lot of these younger tech companies are, you know, they're saying that the current economic environment is you know, is increasingly unfavorable for them or, you know, they had expected certain levels of growth based on what they had been seeing in the past. And that's just no longer the case. So it is a tough time for a lot of tech companies. Um, and then that's just I just talked about the newer, newer tech companies, but even the OGs, you know, the Apples, um, the Microsofts, the Amazon. Right. So so Amazon announced that it would no longer fill certain corporate positions. And then Apple said it would stop hiring in most departments. Um, and even Facebook and Google have had hiring freezes in the past few months. And so all of this point to the fact that, you know, it, you know, it is a tougher time in tech, right? And it's a tough time to be in tech or to be new to tech, because generally when people are letting, when you're looking at who to let go, sometimes you look at, well, how long has this person in, been in the company you know, do they, I mean, what, what are their skills like and what does that look like? It doesn't always mean that because you're the last to get in, you're first to get out, but it is a possibility. Um, and so if there's somebody listening to this that has been impacted by, you know, the ongoing layoffs in tech, um, first of all, I'm just so sorry uh, because I know that these are your lives and your livelihood. And specifically, you know, a lot of immigrants work for tech companies because, you know, they are, well, we are a lot of high skilled workers, whether from India or even from Nigeria or just other countries. There are a lot of immigrants, people on work visas that work for these tech companies. And um, I think in the, in the when Stripe kind of put out the notice, uh, you know, I read the notice that, that the CEO of Stripe, you know, shared. And he specifically he specifically talked about, um, you know, immigrant workers and how this impacts them, because. For those that don't know, if you're on a work visa and you lose your job, you have about 30 to 60 days to leave the country unless you find a job that will transfer your work visa. So 
those people are, you know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate situation for everybody. But when you don't even know if you can be in the country, if you have to move between 30 to 60 days, there's a different level of stress that that, that adds to you, you know, and especially if there are people that have families as well. So um, so if you're impacted, you know, I I'm so sorry that this is your situation, um, but I hope that you will, you know, move quickly. Right. So move quickly, you know, use your network, make your network work for you. Um, but then even beyond tech, I think the CEO of, of, of CNN also uh, put something out, right? So he sent out a memo um, saying that, you know, there, there might be some coming changes in light of concerns about the economy. And so I think while there's a lot of fuss about tech right now, um, I would say that just given where the economy is, the uncertainty that, that, that we see right now, um, that really does go beyond the tech world. Um, and, and for those that are in tech, at least all that I've read so far in the releases that I've seen, most of them are going to be paid through February. So about a three month or more, depending on your tenure with the company. And then from February onwards, um, they would have to fend for themselves. And so, you know, again, it's an unfortunate, unfortunate place to be. But again, just highlighting, just preparing for a recession, right? And, and, and just preparing to, to thrive and or survive. Um, you know, I put out episodes about just what to do with your money right now, how to prepare for a recession, how to position yourself. If you're in that position, I'll link those episodes in the show notes so you can go ahead and check that out and or share it with someone that's that's in that position. Okay, um, the fourth thing I want to talk about is just planning for your 2023 finances and you know, now is a good time to start to plan. And, and you know, if I, I'm putting a defensive plan in place, just not knowing where the economy is going, you know, going to go. Um, but one thing I want to mention is that, you know, there have been um, 2023 limits have been updated by the IRS. Um, and I just want to share a couple of the, the changes to the to the limits that you should know about. So the first one is HSA, right? That's a health savings account. And so for an individual, the limit is going up for three, from $3,650 to $3,850. Now for your 401k, whether it's a Roth 401k or a regular 401k, the limit is go- going up by $2,000. So it's going from $20,500 to $22,500. So that's the maximum you as an individual can put towards your 401k in 2023. Um, now, for the IRA, your individual retirement account, or indi- yeah, um, that is going up only $500 from $6,000 to $6,500. And then there's also a catch-up 401k limit for those that are of a certain age or older. I forget if it's 55 or so. When you're kind of closer to retirement, you can put a little bit more each year. Um, so that limit is increased from $6,500 to $7,500. So what do all of these limit increases mean for you as a listener? So if you're one that says, okay, maybe you want to contribute the maximum to your 401k or to your HSA or to your IRA or to all of the above, you know, now is when you should be, re- as you're re- working through your 2023 budget, you should be thinking about, well, what can I do? Um, you know, do I have the room to increase my percentage that I'm contributing so that I can get closer to the max or meet the new maximum amount in 2023? 
And if you can't make that, that's okay. My job or what I want to do is to give you the information and then you can think about, well, how does this impact you? Um, so that's all I'm doing here is just sharing that this limit increases are here. So you can start to think about that as you put together your 2023 budget. And then number five, the last thing I want to talk about, it's a lighter topic, um, the Powerball. So Powerball is a lottery in America for those that are listening. And um, the Powerball, I guess, is up to $1.9 billion. And so I know my friends, two of my two of my friends have brought it up to me in the past week, or maybe three. Um, and and I, I, I don't typically buy lottery tickets. Um, and... Um, I still haven't bought a ticket. But anyway, as I got a news pop up this morning to say there was no winner last night. And so the next drawing, I think, is tomorrow, Monday night. And so by the time this podcast is released on Wednesday, there is a chance there might be a winner. So if that's the case, well, congratulations to the winner. However, you know, $1.9 billion. Of course, there'll be tax. Uncle Sam will take his portion of these winnings, but that's just a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and it also reminds me of a headline I saw in the news this week where a guy in China won, um, the lottery in in the amount of about $30 million. And, um, but he didn't tell his family. He didn't, he has a wife and a son or a child. He didn't tell his wife and his child because he did not want them. He didn't want to make them lazy. He didn't want them to say they didn't want to work anymore. Um, and it just got me thinking about, well, what, what would you do? If you won $30 million today, like, would you, um, would you tell your family or would you keep it away from them? Or just how would you handle that? I think it was, it was interesting. I can kind of see where he's coming from. Um, but again, I, I don't know his situation. I don't know his wife. I don't know his child. I don't know how they think about money. So just thought it was a, you know, interesting, lighthearted um, note to, to end the podcast um, today. And so those are the five things I wanted to share with you. Next week, I've got an amazing guest and we're talking about her debt payoff journey. So I can't wait to have her. Until then, take care and I will see you next week. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye odabo see you next time